0: Hey, Titi me pregunto si tengo mucha novia, mucha novia, hoy tengo a una, mañana otra, hey, pero no hay
1: Bienvenidos a Roya Manayal, my name is Vero Yati Flores. And I'm Miriam Soledad Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're doing just a little bit of best of 2022. And our first song is uh, one of the more obvious things. Uh-huh. so that's why we decided to start here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and this is like, either of us could have brought this. I don't know, better if you would brought this song particularly, but it ended up being my pick.
1: Yes, I absolutely would have. This, yeah. this was my Bad Bunny um, 2022 song, for Got
2: sure. Got it, yeah, same. Alright, let's take another listen, just in case you're the one person on the planet who hasn't heard this song. Um, let's take another <laughs> listen to Si Me Pregunto by Bad Bunny. Ua, bon, bon, la
0: de Barcelona que vino en avión Y dice que mi bicho está cabrón Yo dejo que jueguen con mi corazón Quisiera mudarme con todas por una mansión El día que me casé te envío la invitación Muchacho, deja eso Ey, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias Muchas novias Hoy tengo So.
1: So this was your favorite off album?
2: Yeah, and like, so my Spotify Wrapped, I think, is I always like like that those statistics and there's very little new music on it like it's mostly old music which is not so surprising based on my interest but this is the this was the top new song on the so like this Mm -hmm. is yeah this is like the highest ranking new song which i feel like says a lot in terms of my listening um and yeah this is just a banger i mean that album I, that album took me a little bit to get into my first listen I think I remember saying on the podcast I was like in a bad mood or something when I listened to it uh, um, uh-huh. but as soon as I started to like interact with it more particularly like out like at parties and stuff then I started to really feel the hype and like feeling everyone else's hype and it just it caught on for me for sure so this is definitely
1: yeah
2: my top yeah company.
1: sometimes I mean that happens to me sometimes with songs where I feel like I've been brainwashed into liking them because I like listen to them so many times out and about that I'm like okay fine mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. maybe that's not the case of what happened to you but like sometimes i feel that way especially with like big pop artists yeah so i'm just like no, okay I yeah just... i don't like this now but i'm brainwashed into liking it later it's happened to me with bad bunny songs before
2: yeah i don't even feel brainwashed but i mean i do feel like a little like bad bunny saturation you know and so i think that affects like my first listen to things because i'm like okay he has a very distinctive voice and whatever but but no I've, i'm on board i'm on board this is like really good yeah music.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is really, really good. I, too, feel a little bit of the bad money saturation. I saw an interview where he was talking about how 2023 was going to be a year for him. And uh, my dude, Benito, descansa. Is that Descanza what he meant? Benito. he's going to take like, a year time. for himself? Yeah. I think so. I'm okay. hoping so because, like, we also need un descansito. I you know. Feel me? Like, I feel I know. like I, lo- I loved it. I, I did like this album a lot. Yeah. And um You know, I think as sometimes happens with Bad Bunny albums, like there's so many tracks and like I don't feel all of them for sure. Um, But there were a few that I really liked and this one was definitely one of them. And, you know, I think that Bad Bunny, even like as a Puerto Rican, has done a lot to um, talk about Dominican music in a way that... um, that and like put Dominican music uh, on like a different level just because of the level that he's at, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, and bringing on all all these Dominican producers, etc. So uh, th- this one, this song, which is like a dembo, um, is is one of those, and for sure, for sure, my favorite.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some research, um, just like looking into like what were what were some of the top songs like from an audience perspective sorry, y'all, there's an ambulance, Um, this year, and I saw stats about iTunes downloads, and, like, I don't know that, you know, I, I imagine there's more streams on Spotify than d- downloads on iTunes, given the way people listen to music, but um, the number one song downloaded in this year on iTunes was, Latino song, was um jose felicianos feliz navidad which is just like amazing That's the, so funny enduring legacy of that song and then um and then this song by bad bunny so like i feel like he's competing with like a, a legendary song from the 70s you know it's pretty cool <laughs> Right. Um, yeah
1: so good job my dude yeah
2: good job bad bunny but yeah i i feel like i don't know the pressure to keep making hits has got to be something you know like to keep and to keep like besting yourself like that seems really difficult so i hope he takes just like chills on a beach somewhere yeah
1: it's time for a rest it's time like like explore the beaches of the world my guy or like get the puerto rico también you know i feel like it's like it's i cannot imagine the toll of like all this travel for three years in a row do you think he's still dating
2: that woman i haven't seen anything about her in a while
1: Gabriela I feel like there's entire corners of the internet dedicated to, to trying um, to figure that
2: out
1: <laughs> trying to figure this out as you know who people are dating to me is like the know, least interesting thing about them so I, I don't really care but I have heard that they're in an open relationship so Ooh, if they're dating I um, like that you know. People are like, oh my God, that girl that he kissed, blah, blah, blah. Gabriela must be so pissed. But like, the word on the street is that they're open. So
2: that seems like the most um, humane way to deal with having like a superstar celebrity as a partner because like the temptation is going to be so intense. Yeah. All the I time. mean,
1: it's either you're open or you're going to get cheated on. Girls, yeah. So. That seems like that. Preparate like, para un lado.
2: Exactly. Like, might as well keep it above board, you know? Um hmm. Okay, before we go to your song, your first song for this episode, I want to give a little shout out to our tienda. We're doing a little holiday sale if anybody's looking for some last minute regalitos. We were also like almost sold out of the Cardi B totes, which we're not going to reprint. So if you want a Cardi B tote, if you know somebody in your life who wants one, it's got a really beautiful design by Veto, and it says... If you don't understand, get a bitch to translate. Which is a direct quote. It's a good from... language justice bit exactly. for the translator friends you might have in your circles. <laughs> and it's it's a direct quote from Cardi B herself. Um, so yeah, check those out. But we have a discount code going. It's Rakata for twenty percent off. We'll put that in the show notes as well. But yeah, check it out. We've got a few things. If you order by the sixteenth, I will ship it to you, and it'll get there before Navidad. So thanks for checking that out. Amazing. Okay, what's your first pick for the top song of the year?
1: My first pick for the top song uh, slash is sort of like – the way that I thought about these, my best of, was sort of in albums. Mm. Um, So I feel like I picked maybe my favorite songs out of the albums, which I guess is maybe my top songs. But um, I was thinking about, like, all of them all as albums, really. And this one – I think that especially for this one, I – I really, really, really love Lucrecia Dalt's album, I. This song is for sure one of my favorites on there. It's called La Desmesura. Let's take a listen. so I just really really love this entire album I think I brought a different song when I brought this um, when it came out I think to like one of our new music episodes recently it just came out in October and the second that I listened to it I was like this is my favorite album of the year like wow. I don't I can't understand that there's gonna, I, there's just not going to be something that's going to top this for me and um, I just really really love it uh, Lucrecia Adult is a Berlin based Colombian artist and um this is to me just like one of the most ambitious and beautiful albums I've heard in such a long time when um, I was reading, I think Isabella Herrera did a write up for it for Pitchfork and she was talking about how um, we think about like these uh, um, legacy Latin genres like Boleros as like really stagnant traditions that aren't really being, um, that aren't really being expanded upon today. Um, And a lot of like, you know, like Cuban son and like, you know, like these like sort of like really foundational genres to how we think about Latin music today um, remain sort of like stagnant and in the past, you know, and have this like aura of like, you know, these really beautiful old genres. And um, with this album, I feel like, look at is like, no, this is like a landscape for experimentation also. And I just, that's so surprising to me and so cool. And um, I just think it was really, really effective. And, um, in so many, one of the things that I love to do when I listen to music is like try to identify like all the sounds, especially when it's Mm -hmm. like people are clearly playing instruments. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how does she make that sound? You know, and Mm -hmm. like there's some, you know, like on her Instagram, she goes through like some of this stuff and like she's like, you know, some of it she does with like zapateo, you know, like with Mm -hmm. like her like footwork, like some of the percussion. It's just like so beautiful and so interesting. And um, yeah, I, I just feel like in the past, I've talked about, um, I think with like Mula, for example, is, which is an artist that has often felt this way for me. But like there's like somebody's out there like making music specifically thinking for me, is, is thinking about me sometimes. And I'm just like, how did Lucrecia have like secret access both to like what I've been listening to already, which like the last couple of years I've been like really digging deep into Oleros, mm-hmm. and like what my mind wants from music and then like made it. released it and found it found me you know like it's like fuck yes it's really like beautiful and for sure my favorite of the year
2: do you like the podcast song exploder
1: i do like the podcast song exploder i don't listen to it regularly but when i do i'm always glad i did yeah because
2: it's kind of that it's like breaking down all the different elements of the song um Mm -hmm, it's really cool i do
1: i love that shit
2: yeah um Did this, did this album, like, did other people feel this way about this album as well? Like, did it get a lot of acclaim?
1: It did get critical acclaim. I don't know if, uh, you know, like, I haven't seen, um, I haven't really paid that much attention to best of lists right now. I think that it might make some of the Latin ones, but I haven't seen those out yet. Um, I think that those aren't coming out any moment yet. And this year I did very little end of year sort of best of writing. I did, um, I did write Uh, the track of the year for crack magazine which was a changatuki track um that um that dj baba did with nick Leong. but other than that i didn't do a lot of end of year stuff so i don't have any like insider glances into like where this is landing on the best Mm -hmm. of list. but i imagine that it's you know making its little way into those
2: yeah, I was. I looked at mostly just, like, you know, those lists aren't really out yet, so I looked at some that were, like, mid-year, top song stuff that I think had more to do with, mm-hmm. like, audience um, response than about, like, what the critics think, you know, which is interesting to think about, like, what's the overlap or not between, like, the popularity of something and, like, the sort of, you know critical acclaim of it. Like, those are definitely two dis- distinct things and sometimes they overlap and sometimes sure. they don't, you know?
1: Yeah, and a lot of times they overlap but a lot of times not, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, more independent artists or right. like, smaller, more like experimental artists, is, yeah, you know? Not, like
2: Yeah, this is not going to be on any, like, top streamed list, I don't think, you know? But, obviously, right. like, it doesn't mean that it's not, doesn't have merit or that it, it can't be something that you think is really incredible or impactful. It's Just, like, the, the appetite for music like this is a different... Is not the same size, I think, as pop music, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's for sure.
2: So, this next one is a song that both Vero and I agree on in terms of being one of the top songs of this year. She brought it back in April. Um, it's by Yaritza y Esencia, and it's called Soy El Unico. <laughs> is kind of in the game right now like just so much like depth and yeah just so much depth and feeling and um complexity to her voice that finds that makes it super
1: super compelling
2: um on top of the yeah
1: yeah her voice is beautiful it's hard to believe that she's so young Mm -hmm. um she's like this young very small person Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm um and it's just like you know it's very powerful like this young girl has like also like just like a really criminal amount of swag like if i you know like if you watch these videos you're just like how can Mm -hmm. you be like so swaggy and Mm -hmm. like 15 years old um but some people got it man and she really does um i was so i was so happy i think when i brought this it like had just come out and i was like. Oh, this is going places, and I'm not good at that generally. Yeah. Um, but but this, I'm I'm really glad to have um, to have seen it early on.
2: Yeah, and this was like they were they broke out because of TikTok, which is a really interesting. They new, did, yes. Yeah, new did. arena like for TikTok. Mm-hmm, new arena for artists to to make a name for themselves, um, and they have a sweet story because she's playing with her brothers, um, and I think they're like the. Kids of farm workers, potentially. I'm like not. I think they are. Yeah, that's what I think. Exactly. Yeah, and so um, yeah, on top of the fact that she's 15. I'm like Oregon. No. Well. Yeah, they're Mexican, but yeah, I think that their family might have been traveling to. Um,
1: right. They're like their family are farm workers in Oregon. She's yep. Mexican, but yes. Yep. 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 Pretty incredible. Um, and is she like openly queer? Do we know? She seems queer. I but... haven't read anything yeah. about that. And I mean, she's so young that I, I think know. it's like a little bit like mm. weird and awkward for Talk people about, to be like yeah. making proclamations about her sexuality. Yeah. But like, she's pretty gender nonconforming right. and like, yeah. you know, signals like, um, you know, reads as queer to me, but right. you know, yeah. she's a kid. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, the gender nonconformity is also just like really beautiful to see. Um, it's just, there's not that much of it in in Latin music and media and pop culture generally and then i'm just really here for regional mexican music getting more mainstream attention i think it um can be kind of sidelined in the sort of overall latin music obviously it's really popular in certain places but sometimes i think Mm -hmm. even though i'm caribbean like i think the caribbean dominance can be a little much when it comes to like pop music and charts and like what people listen to who aren't like from that place and so I think it's cool that this kind of I feel like crossed over a little bit to, to people who wouldn't necessarily be listening to regional Mexican music because of the way that they blew up yeah for sure okay so before we go to the, your next song I didn't this is unplanned but I wonder about like you know how people you come to the end of the year and people are like oh this year was like trash or dumpster fire or, like this year was amazing like I wonder if you have a, a personal assessment of like how you're feeling as the year wraps up
1: um I feel like every single year, everybody's like, this year sucked. I'm just like, does your life suck? You know, like, I don't know. Like, everybody wants to, like, make an assessment about the year having sucked. And, like, there's a, obviously a lot of things that suck every single year. Um, but I'm pretty happy. I've been pretty happy this year. I was pretty happy last year. I feel like I had a hard year in, like, 2018 or 2019 or something. But mm-hmm. other than that, things have been pretty great for me. Um blessed you know no complaints
2: yeah Yeah. i love to hear that yeah you? yeah this year this year was great i mean obviously you know it's it's like i feel like i have to say that and then you have to have a caveat about like except for all the shit that's going bad in the world you know it's like yeah um, exactly it's like the world
1: has been a disaster there's never been a time when the world hasn't been a disaster yeah you know i've been alive for at least
2: right i think we're just being touched by it more closely than in in other moments because of the way that pandemics don't discriminate about, you know, borders and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, for me, this year was actually like a very, a year with a lot of spaciousness, a lot of ease, um, after, yeah, a couple years of like a lot of difficulty and transition and, and just like hard stuff personally. So I'm actually feeling really good about that. Um, And, yeah, it's nice to to be able to look back and be like, no, this year was actually, like, pretty solid. And, yeah, I hope that even when shit is bad, people can find, like, joy and whatever they can within it. Because, yeah, it's not going to change. It's not like all of a sudden 2023 is going to be, like, world peace and harmony, you know? It's like there's going to be bad stuff that's happening. Like, that's just the way that, unfortunately, our world functions and, like, capitalism and politics and war and all that. So, um, but, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. It's not like, oh, my God, this year has to end. Like, what a dumpster fire. I'm like... We're good, you know, and who knows what's next. I just,
1: like, almost never feel that way. Yeah. I don't know. 2020? But I'm just, like, a content person, generally. Even even 2020
2: with with COVID? Yeah. Pre-vaccine and everything?
1: Yeah. 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 Even 2020. I mean, it was, like, a hard year, but I feel like there was a lot that I, you know.
2: Mm
3: hmm
1: Yeah. I think it's because you're somebody who's not. obviously that was, like, shitty and hard, but, like... I also, like, don't... um. Uh, feel like how I don't understand how January is going to make a difference. You know you know what I mean? I feel like it's just like, I just like to me, it doesn't make sense to me to right. divide time in that way. So it's just like, ah, oh, I'm ready to leave. I don't know. Right. As if, yeah, so just going from one day It just like, day feels to the like next. arbitrary.
2: Right. It is. It, it is. It is arbitrary in some ways. I mean, the calendar is based on, you know, whatever rotations of the earth, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, in some ways it is. It's just a way to mark time. I think you're also somebody who just like doesn't get that, emotionally impacted by like what's happening in the world like you care intellectually but you're not like you know it's not like driving you to anxiety or making you feel really worried or whatever you kind of have this like a little bit detached um kind of matter of fact like shit is bad (laughs) you know but not everybody, not that's not always possible you know some people just can't
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
2: and you're not detached like you care and you're doing things, but you're not emotionally being like pulled along. Like you listen to NPR the first thing no. in the morning when you wake up, like that is like my idea of hell, you know, it's Like for the first yeah, time, the thing yeah. I listened to is the news. So I think that also helps you to like have peace apart from what's happening in the world because you can have
1: yeah, a healthy sense I am of I'm definitely a person who, um who has to be like really like closely impacted for something right. to like pull me out of right. my, right. um you know, my regular mental health right. state.
2: Which I think is healthy because you're not, deta- yeah, you're not detached. Like you're not like disengaged. I mean, you know, if you were disengaged, no, 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 though, of course not. Yeah. But you're, you're engaged, engaged. So then great, you know, because me I'm being just not
1: dysregulated by it right. very easily.
2: Right. Thank and goodness. Right. Cause being dysregulated is also not the place from which you can act very well, you know? So I think sometimes people feel bad if they're not impacted emotionally by what's happening. It's like, well, that's actually not going to help you to, to be part of like the solution. If you're, you know, curled up in bed in a ball in a mm-hmm,
1: panic
2: attack, you know. Mm-hmm. So all right. Well thanks for letting me talk about feelings for a minute. What's your <laughs> <laughs> what's your next song?
1: My next song is one that I think is probably you were asking about like whether the Lucrecia Dalt album is gonna be like a critic fave and mm-hmm. whether it's like just like something for me. I think that this one is probably like a little bit more under the radar. Okay. Than um, Lucrecia adults album, um, it was just one that I really enjoyed and that like really hit me in a particular way, and um, is maybe a little bit cheating because this music is actually from the '80s. But let's take a listen to it and then we'll get into this. This is Oksana Linde from her album Aquatic and Other Worlds, and this song is called Mariposas Aquaticas <laughs> Thank you. As I said, this is from an album called "Aquatic and Other Worlds." It came out in March, um, but these are songs um, by um, a woman called Oksana Linde. Her, she's a Venezuelan artist of uh, Ukrainian descent, and she is she was a woman who was a chemist, and in her 30s, she got like really sick. She started having some health crises and started having to like stay home so she started exploring with music a lot more and with electronic music and synthesizers in the 80s and so like she like came to music in her 30s like started playing around with synthesizers made all these beautiful compositions um but they just rarely didn't really see the light of day too much you know I think she was part of like a scene um in the 80s around electronic music but like it was small um in caracas and um this now in march 2022 is her debut album she's 74 years old (laughs) and um i just love that because you know we have this also false idea of who gets to do art and like what is an adequate timeline for beginning a project or a direction in life And this is like, you know, like her debut album's coming out at 74 and it's like, you know, like seeing like the world, her music that she composed in the 80s, like in her 30s when she got sick and started like playing around with synths um, is seeing the world now. And I think it's really, really fucking cool. Plus, I find it to be super beautiful. Um, You know, she's very inspired by her surroundings and the ocean, um, which is personally, uh, you know, like I, I love the ocean. I also feel, like, very at home and inspired by it. And um, and so I love that. And I also, like, love weird synth sounds. So this is, like, all these different things that, like, I'm just, like, yes and yes and yes and yes and yes. And I love that and I love that and I love that. So, <laughs> um, you know, like, also, like, just, like, as a person who's, like, had many lives and who's, like, has, like, a number of weird and possibly disjointed-seeming passions, um, I just love to see it. I'm just like, okay, maybe when I'm 74 I'll have my debut album. Like who knows what's in store, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so I I really love that.
2: Do you know what made her release it now?
1: So, basically she was approached by cool. someone. This came this came from a Peruvian label called bar Records, which I really recommend BUH. Um And they just, like, they are people who, like, love to unearth, like, cool music around Latin America. Um, And especially in Peru, because they're a Peruvian label, but they approached her. Like, they, like, found these compositions somehow, and they are like, how would you feel about, like, us releasing some of your work? Um, Some of it had almost been lost, right? Because, Mm. like, obviously, like, how you store data from, like, 1985 to, like, 2022 (laughs) is, like, Right. you needed to go through some like iterations of that and like They're some on, like, compositions are like, lost somewhere. but <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so like that conversion technology is like not easy to access especially in Latin America like but just in general um so but she was approached by this record label by bar records who are doing really dope work um and i was so excited to like buy the vinyl and be like you know like have this like Mm. um it comes with like a, a sleeve with like her story and like the story of the music and the scene at the time so it's really like just like an amazing archive of this um art scene and like this art that happened in venezuela in the 80s that um wasn't you know like was like really not that well documented before this so um oh. I was really happy to see it.
2: So would you be really surprised if this showed up on any of the, like best of lists at the end of the year?
1: I might be a little surprised, but who knows? maybe yeah. maybe the the um, people who are um, especially looking into electronic music right. like are paying attention to it.
2: right. The way that those happen in the past is that like they ask a bunch of writers, like music writers, to submit like to make suggestions for what should be on the list and then that's how and somehow the editors decide what the list is
1: when i've been part of it um it's it depends on the editor right um Mm -hmm. the all sorts of lists it's like usually like a ranking process that happens um and you know like depending on the size of the staff of the of the media or whatever like you might either, like, be assigned some things or, like, you know, like, you you're, you say, like, okay, like, these are my top ten or we put them all in a Google document and, like, we all have to, like, make our case for why, mm-hmm. you know, so it just depends on, um, on the editor and what the process of the publication is, but right. something like that. Right.
2: Fascinating. All right, my last song for the main part of this episode we're going to share two more songs for the members so if you're on the fence about becoming a member now's a good time and you'll get special members only episode segments on each episode but this next song from my pick is called la bachata and it's by manuel Turiso.
4: Que Instagram, pero por otra cuenta veo tus historias. Tu número lo ore. No sé pa qué si me lo sé de memoria. Me hiciste daño y así te extraño. Y aunque sé que un día te
2: Like i have a playlist and then i'm like waiting for this song to come on it's sort of that like itch you need to scratch kind of thing i'm just like i want to hear this song over and over again so i felt like it needed to be on my my list it's definitely a very popular song for sure and like is up there in terms of listens and you know billboard charts and stuff like that um but i've been a fan of manuel manuel Turuso since 2017. This song came out in July, but I don't know if folks remember, but I was really into the song, Una Lady Como Tu, <laughs> in 2017, which is like a very cheesy, like, love pop song. Um, and now I think this might be his biggest hit. It's looking like it's surpassing pretty much everything else he's done. So um, it's no surprise that I love, like, some poppy bachata, you know? That's not, no, no shocker, and that he's kind of, like, uh, a little bit sappy. Um, I'm pretty into it. He's Colombian. And also, I feel like this song is very relatable. If you're paying attention to lyrics, one of the
1: first oh, yeah. lines. I like the song. This was yeah. one of those where, I was, where you brought it. And I feel like yeah. I think I remembered Una Lady yeah. Como Tu. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not no, going to like this. Right. But then I actually like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, didn't, I haven't listened to the lyrics. OK, well, the first line is Te bloque... Tell me about them.
2: The first line is Te, blo- te Bloqué on Instagram, pero por otra cuenta veo tus historias. And also he says, like, I deleted your number, but it was kind of pointless because i have it memorized so it's kind of this like feeling of like you know i'm trying to like let you go i'm trying to stop but i can't help myself from like you know peeping on your instagram or you know like uh, that kind of i stuck. do not relate no, to that no I, I didn't think you would yeah <laughs> i once I'm, I'm done i'm done yeah um, yeah it's I, done. I can say i have better boundaries with myself than this like i don't let myself do that but i think this is very relatable <laughs> to a lot of people that like you're like i'm trying to do the right thing and block them but then you find some like weird backdoor and you're like, Oh, but I could see them through this account, you know? So it's oh hard. Sometimes you yeah. don't, you don't do what's the best for yourself and you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. No, One of my friends I
1: get that. I get that. likes to
2: say, sometimes there's just more suffering needed before you do the right thing, you know? So <laughs>
1: yeah. some of us, we have to learn our lessons the hard mm-hmm. way. I feel like I am that in other arenas for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I could see that.
2: Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, just very, uh, It's like, how long will this, this, this is going to get dated soon quickly, but it feels very like relevant and like relatable to today and, and what a lot of people probably experience with social media and dating. So I like that. Amazing. I'm glad you like the song. You're, you do like some pop. Yeah, I
1: do. I do. I listened to it again and I was like, oh, I think I like this one. I was like, yep, still like it. Lovely. Into it. All right. Tell us your last pick for the main episode. All right, so our last pick is, like, just gotten just under the timeline. This album came out December 2nd. Um, This song is by Villano Antillano. It's called Kaleidoscopica. Let's take a listen.
5: Tripeando a pelotas, minotas, caleidoscópicas. Pepa de colores pesca par de la distópica. Cero sentimientos, soy una chica robótica. Soy como Madonna para los tiempitos de erótica. Soy psicótica. Estrambótica hechizando con mirada soy hipnótica con mi porte de bichita media gótica y yo le meto que muevo el esqueleto que vengo bendecida con un flow completo cargando mi amuleto fumándome un bareto bonita de carácter solo soy pues no hay otra parecida de san juan a mayagüez me vio lo y dijo ese la que tú estás bien dura tú eres un 20 de 10 se puso gallito y claro que Tripeando a pelota, mi nota caleidoscópica. Pepa de colores, pesca par de la distópica. Cero sentimientos, soy una chica robótica. Estoy como madonna pa' los tiempitos de erótica. Soy psicótica, es rembótica so So this is from Villano's album La Sustancia X, and like I said, it just came
1: out early December, and I really love this song, I really love the album, I just like, love that she's so undeniably talented, and her flow is so fucking sick, that like, there's nothing that like, the little machitos of you know latin urbano can do Mm. (laughs) to like stop this like out trans woman from like (laughs) taking the world as her fucking own it's so great it's so great i just find it to be incredible i think that also like her wordplay is really smart and um she's just like everything she's the full package
2: This feels like a really good dance song. Like, I want to hear this at the club.
1: Oh, yeah. I want to hear it. Yes. And, like, she's got some, like, really great collabs. She's on there with La Dame Blanche, which we brought once to a Listener Picks episode. Um, One of y'all picked her. So I was excited to see her um as a collaborator it's like go listen to it it's so great um i just like love to see la villana's glow up like we clocked her early on Mm -hmm. um and brought her to the show uh brought her music to the show pretty early on and just to like see the way that she's grown to see like bad bunny bring her on stage for his choli show you know like and like you know sort of give her that kind of cosign. it's been really really dope to see very happy for her
2: yeah it's really exciting and um, and yeah, what a world, you know, what a time that that an openly trans woman can make a name for herself in Urbano, you know, in Latin American music. What as well.
1: a time to be alive! I yeah. fucking love it. Yeah. Whew!
2: And I'm sure you it know. It
1: makes me, you know, like sometimes I have these moments, you know, like I think that like we, um, you know, the two of us have been doing like different kinds of activist work for so many years, and Sometimes it's easy to be jaded after doing this kind of work for so many years. But then, like, you realize in moments like this where you see, like, this as, you know, where like, her stardom as possible, like, was not – that was not possible when – we were um when we started doing this work no. you know like in this arena in the same kind of way right and like to see like the kind of like narrative shift that has occurred that has made space for somebody like la Villana to make her, like this her career is really really dope and it like you know like sometimes i'm like okay let me like think about like this is the work of our comrades right like this mm. is the work of like you know, people that have been parts of, like, the trans liberation and LGBTQ liberation movements. Um, And obviously with increased visibility often comes, like, really increased violence, and there's so much violence, especially against trans women of color now. Um, But, um, but, so I don't mean to suggest, like, you know, the world is looking, like, rosy for trans women of color, but... Mm um it is important to like take in that like you know there have been some like really deep shifts in the way that people um see the humanity of trans people in this world and trans women in particular and um it's rewarding and great and i'm so happy yeah
2: while we were recording this episode the biden signed into law the like you know marriage equality bill or whatever you know which like i know marriage blah 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 um and, like having a bipartisan group of politicians in the United States agree on something like that still like I think it's still a demonstration of progress, even if marriage is like a fundamentally conservative institution. I still think that you have to look at that as like a, a some level of bellwether, you know, even if it's just to keep the radically right supreme Court yeah going for yeah, a while. no,
1: I think that you're right about what it means about like um. Again, like a narrative shift. But, you know, there was an episode of... um, I won't spend this entire episode talking about how much I hate marriage as an institution and as a way... as a political demand. But I will direct you to... Um, An episode of Today Explained that talks about this, where our friend and comrade Kenyon Farrow comes on to explain Mm. just how deeply inadequate marriage is as um, a solution to any of the problems that it proposes to solve for LGBTQ people. So um, we'll link that in the show notes.
2: To me, it feels mostly symbolic unless you're like a landowner with a lot of assets you need to protect through marriage, you know? Um, correct it's mostly
1: i don't give a fuck about that yeah i'm not (laughs) like let's get some people some health (laughs) care
2: and maybe you know there's some people some you know some queer couples save a lot of money on like legal fees because they don't have to make their own like weird contractual ways to like yeah of course
1: of course i mean like the rights are nice it's just like a weird way to organize the world Mm -hmm. like by who you're fucking like i don't know it's just odd
2: (laughs) it's a little strange yeah the government is like, you, <laughs> we've sanctioned exactly. Like we you what? to have sex and sleep. Ugh, I want
1: to give my sister my health insurance. Why can't I, I do that? You know, it's know. just weird. Capitalism. Yeah.
2: So do you want to do these shout outs before we go to the member segment?
1: Oh, yeah. I do have some shout outs because obviously I have many, many favorites, but there were a few that like rose to the top that I want to direct you to. Um, Young Nico is a-, a rapper who has had like a really great come up this year. And she had uh, an album called Trap Kitty that y'all should go listen to. Um I loved Tonga Conga's Heavy. Um, that was very fun. And then obviously my Venezuelan queen Arca had um this like series of albums um called Cake Um that were numerically from one to five. And I love those. Those are weird and odd and beautiful and strange and, you know, just everything that you would come to expect from ARCA. So um, those are the ones that I want to give a shot of before we go into our member segment where we have a couple of other picks.
2: All right, y'all. Well, this is our last episode of 2022. Which sounds like a big deal, but then as Veto says, just one day the next, all of a sudden the clock turns, you know? So it's not it's not like some big gap <laughs> in time. I sometimes wish we could have like a, a dead week. Like there's just like a week where nothing happens between the years or something, you know, but um, maybe in the Matrix we can do that. And so I thanks so much for listening to this episode and thanks for all your support this year, y'all. We really appreciate you. As always, the music um, from this episode, all the videos and links are in our show notes at readymanaya.com.
1: You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and we have a cute little newsletter that we send every week, so check that out. And big shout-out to
2: Maite, who edited every episode this
1: year. Thanks, Maite, for
2: working with us. Thank
1: you so, Maite. so much, Maite. You are the MVP of the <laughs> year. And we will see y'all next year. Hasta la próxima feliz año yo. Bye. No
0: te enamoro también, no te enamoro también. Sorry, yo soy así, ya. No quiero ser así, no.